This is part two of The Ghost of Thomas Lacey, created by Aaron McIndoe Sproul and Rebecca Swaby from Anthroscope Media. Can I have my little place now with you? I was glad to hear you. Yes, I, I was just wondering what to say. I can't quite explain it, but there's something here that's very special. I think perhaps it is the contribution of some essence or eminence of energy that is put into this room, this sanctuary, this place apart, this temple as it were. But it is there. I, I can't explain it no more than you can explain atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it's atmosphere, of course, that's very fragrant and very much felt in the lungs as one breathes it. The house where Otto Smith hosted the seances is a grand heritage home, painted bright white with forest green accents. Around the perimeter of the property is a black wrought iron fence. The house is still owned by the family. Tom Schultz is Otto's grandson, and he lives here with his wife, Lois Schultz. Can I just say one thing, that Otto, wouldn't he be impressed by this? Lois gestures towards our audio recording equipment. He had a huge machine to do this sort of thing, and this look how small it is. Well, his was state-of-the-art, too, well, though, at that time. Yeah, yeah, always was, yeah. Well, it seems like Otto was a man who was really at the forefront of technology. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 So can you tell me, where are we right now? It's 362 Frederick Street, and it's the oldest house in Kitchener being lived in. Can you tell me a little bit about your grandfather, Otto Smith? What was he like? Well, he was very imposing. He uh, was a principal in a school, and then he set up an insurance business, Otto Smith and Company Limited. He always had a big car. I got to drive the last one he had, was in the Oldsmobile 98. And he liked to flash the money, he'd give big tips. He was very generous, and I think very well liked. You might wonder how a person can first become interested in psychic science. Some people become interested immediately, while others have, 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 have to be many times before they show any interest whatever. Otto's wife Nelda instigated their interest in spiritualism. And what did you know growing up about your grandparents' beliefs? We knew about the seances that happened in the basement. And they didn't try to hide it. It was just part of the life. We were still Lutheran. Tom and Lois show us some old black and white photographs from their family's collection. This looks like... Is that not him? Sure looks like It's him. Tom's great-grandfather. That's Otto's father. And I think this is a picture of him as well. It looks very much like yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know who uh, this That could is. be Dad's spirit, spirit guide. guide. Yeah. There are eight indistinct faces floating on black and white photo paper. The photo apparently came through from a seance. Do you remember the seances taking place? I was never here when one was in progress. I was never invited to participate, and I really didn't participate. 
So I knew it was going on, but I didn't know anything about it. How about Thomas Lacey? Do you remember Thomas Lacey much? I remember him, but only from occasionally meeting him here. He was a short little guy. I never thought he looked like extremely intelligent, but I guess he was because he was an engineer. Are you two believers? Well, I believe, but sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And I hope it's true. I was more of a believer years ago. And now I'm a little more open to maybe not believing. But I, I would say I still, I'm more on the side of being a believer. When you think of the people that were at the seances in here, there were a lot of very intelligent people. Because there is a lot of bogus stuff and, and advantage taken of gullible people. But they, like these are smart people. So this is what kind of keeps me on that side. Tom, have you ever had any experiences here or heard of any haunting? No, but the house is old, makes a lot of noises, a lot of creaking. I've always felt a little uncomfy being in the basement because the basement was and still is a basement. It's not like a rec room or anything. I'm not afraid to go down there. I just, eh, I can do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm still a little, a little leery. Tom and Lois called the room that the seances took place the spooker room. It wasn't a denigrating thing or anything. Oh, it was just, it was a spooker room. That was yeah. where the spooks were. Can we go down to the spooker room? Oh, yeah. sure. Tom and Lois lead me down the steps into the basement, into the spooker room. During his, the spooker days, yeah. the, there was a drop white ceiling. Yeah. Along the walls, it was that four by eight paneling. The room is about 12 by 12 feet with a tiny window to the outside. I can begin to imagine the sound of Otto's organ music filling this room as the Lacey Circle would gather for a meeting. Just before we leave that day, I ask Tom and Lois one final question. Would they be interested in recreating the seances today? Yeah, well, that would be interesting. Do you know a medium? Just a short 15-minute drive from Tom and Lois's house is the first spiritualist church of Galt. A typical agenda for a Sunday service begins with lots of singing. The service includes an invitation for members of the congregation to receive spiritual healing, a sermon, and messages from the spirit world. And you'll notice a lot of sunflowers in the church because the symbol for spiritualism is the sunflower. This is Reverend Karen Charles of the First Spiritualist Church of Galt. As the sunflower turns its face towards the light of the sun, so spiritualism turns the face of humanity toward the light of truth. What are the core beliefs of modern spiritualism? We want people to come and we want people to 
learn for themselves what spiritualism means to them with a very basic foundation, which is the knowledge that the spirit world can still communicate with them, the knowledge that they are still around them. On the church website, you can find the following quote about mediumship. There are, however, highly sensitive individuals who have developed their innate natural psychic faculties with the result that they can tune into the spirit world and its denizens. These human television and radio sets are mediums. Mediums have a connection with the spirit world. And what we want to do is to help alleviate the grief that people feel when they've lost a loved one. Mediums today mostly practice mental mediumship. The medium is the only one that's receiving the information through their own senses and relaying what they're getting. Thomas Lacey was a physical medium. Everyone in the room can see it. Everyone in the room can hear it. Everyone in the room participates. Do you know of any circles similar to the Lacey Circle that exist today in the region? I really don't. The unfortunate part of why a lot of the mediumship has shifted is because there were people who were taking advantage to make money by pretending to be physical mediums because it's mostly held in a dark room or fairly dark. They would have things whizzing around the room and you hear stories about things strung up on lines. We certainly hope to not have fraudulent people in spiritualism, but periodically we hear stories. That's why it's really important for each and every person to use their own internal radar, so to speak. In a few weeks, we are going to be having a seance. I wanted to ask you about why you were interested in participating and also organizing for us to to do that. To be in that space, the walls and the floor will still hold on to that energy. I mean, we leave an imprint, right? How absolutely exciting to be able to just sit in that energy. There will be five mediums from the church. Reverend Karen Charles, Reverend Marilyn Mazoda, Reverend Heather Lambie, Diane, and Lynn. I looked to people who, if nothing else, have some good quality mental mediumship and people who I felt had some ability towards physical mediumship. On the night of a full moon, we gather in the seance room at 362 Frederick Street. The sitters are Nick, Tom, Lois, Rebecca, and myself. We install a dim red light to illuminate our meeting. We want, as much as possible, to recreate the conditions that the sitters would have had 60 years ago. Karen says it's all about ensuring the right vibration for the spirits to manifest. She says we should begin with a joke. The congregation's all sitting in church and the preacher's saying, we need to throw all of the beer in the river. and We need to throw all the rye in the river and all alcohol should just be thrown in the river. And at the end of his sermon, the organist got up and said, and for the next song, we're going to sing, Shall We Meet at the River? (laughs) 
This is Monday evening, July the 17th, 2019. We are about to hold a seance at the home of Tom and Lois Schultz, 362 Frederick Street, Kitchener, Ontario. There's a land that is Lead us into those vast realms of thought which are emanating from the minds of the masters of all time. There's a father here. Last name is Duggan, D-U-G-G-A-N. He's a shorter man, sandy brown hair, medium to lesser build. I believe there were Duggans associated with the church. A woman here who tells me that uh, she did a lot of work um, in ice-cold water. Her hands gave her a lot of problems when she got older. Uh, I believe a stroke took her. My grandmother used to tell me washing the diapers not to keep my hands in cold water too much. I'd have chillblains when I got old. Mm. Then she did die of a stroke. Oh, okay. I know she worked on... As a memory. Boats. Well, it felt like that. It felt like she was on a boat and they were reeling things in at her. I don't know about that part. Let me see what else. Did she have some problems with her teeth? They all did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my mom lost her teeth. But at the end, did her plates not fit? I made them. I think they fit perfectly. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Commenting about that. Words cannot express how pleased I am to see everyone here this evening and re-energizing this art of seances. Really, it is an opportunity for 
us on the other side to come through and to share and to let you know that we are around you. It saddens me to see how few seances there are at this time and we hope that it can be done again sometime in the future. Thank you. Do you have a name to share with us? Tom, but people like to call me Tommy. I prefer Tom. It has a more mature sound to it. Thank you for coming this evening. Thank you. God bless you. I have a Pauline who claims she has visited many times here. Although she's impressed with the room itself being so small, her memories of this room is much larger. Her last name may have been Belcourt. The court seems to be strong around her. She came to hear her Henry. And Henry is with her now. There are two women here with me. The first one shows me a telephone. The other woman is from a very, very long time ago. She's all dressed in black and she's very old. I don't know that she's connected to anyone here. She's from a long time ago. I'm wondering if we can all put our, at least our fingers on the table. We ask that spirit Join us and communicate by moving the table for us. Come on, spirit, move the table, please. Otto says we need an organ. Does anyone feel the table? Don't think it's just me moving. Do you feel the table moving on mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, look at that. Wow. Mm. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you, friends. I think we should close the circle. Let's just say a prayer. Infinite and divine spirit, Mother, Father, God. As we close our circle this evening, we want to thank you for those that have come through to assure us that life is eternal. Amen. Otto Smith died October 2nd, 1975. He was 90 years old. He's buried at Mount Hope Cemetery in Kitchener. 
Thomas Lacey died in Kitchener on June 18, 1966, at the age of 70. We have not been able to locate his place of burial. The Ghost of Thomas Lacey is created by Aaron McIndoe Sproul and Rebecca Swaby from Anthroscope Media in collaboration with Special Collections and Archives, University of Waterloo Library. Original music composition by Curtis Walker, aka Blunders Public. We are so grateful for the support we received for this project from the Region of Waterloo Arts Fund and Ed Video Media Arts Centre. To Otto Smith and Thomas Lacey, if you're able to tune into this frequency, I want to thank you. Your voices will endure for many years to come. This is Aaron McIndoe Sproul speaking. Good night. <laughs>